Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. By far, one of my favorite tricks out of my residency was learning about toothpick clawfold cytology. It is just incredible the amount of information you can get from something as simple as a toothpick. And often times in cases where the lesions are not obvious and it doesn't look like anything you should be concerned about. You know I love to cytology. I talk about it all the time on all of my social media. But the toothpick technique is something that a lot of people haven't heard of. And honestly, again, I learned about it in my residency. I didn't create the toothpick te- toothpick technique. It was something I was taught. And it's wonderful because it's so easy, it's so inexpensive, and it tells you so much about itchy paws. So I've had a few questions coming in about toothpick uh, cytology lately, and I figured I'd address it on the podcast because we are entering into spring. And we know that a lot of allergic flares are bound to start happening depending on where you live. So first of all, it is just a normal toothpick. It's not sterilized. It's nothing special, not medical grade. You can simply just go buy a pack of toothpicks at your local grocery store. And we just have toothpicks in all of our exam rooms In our clinical area in the back where we do a lot of examinations, we just have them readily available everywhere because we really do grab toothpicks all the time in the clinic to use. Some people, instead of using a toothpick, they will take a cotton-tipped applicator, so a Q-tip that, say, you would use in an ear canal, and they will break it apart, and then they'll use the uh, area that's broken to sample, and that's, that's something you certainly can do too. I like the toothpick because it's easy and it's more even. You don't have all the little rigid broken parts of the wood present and they're just so cheap that I find it much easier to use than having to break something apart all the time and potentially have it be pokey (laughs) for lack of a better term. Um, So just normal run-of-the-mill toothpick, super easy to get the local store. And then you you can also sample multiple sites. So some people have asked, well, if they're, you know, they're chewing their paws a lot and the nail looks okay and I sample and I don't really get anything, truly there could be no infection, but I always sample multiple claw folds because sometimes you can find infections in certain areas, like certain claw folds, and other ones will be completely free of infection. And then when you collect it, what you simply do is just take the toothpick You'll insert it into the claw fold itself. So you don't want to just scrape it on the proximal nail. You either want to pull back the claw fold and scrape the material that the claw fold would have covered, or you can simply just insert the toothpick into the claw fold without rolling it back. And most animals are really tolerant of this. Certainly you can get ones that will pull away and you'll want to use some fear-free techniques like treats or, you know, squeeze cheese if you can, um, loss of head rub, something that makes it more tolerable for them. But most pets actually handle it extremely well. Once you have scraped the material out of the claw fold, you will roll it onto a slide 
just like you would roll a ear canal sample that you took. So I stabilize my slide. I roll the toothpick material over and over again into the central portion of the slide. And then, like I mentioned, I will sample numerous claw folds just to assure I can feel comfortable whether there's infection or not based on having multiple areas I have sampled. And then you'll stain it normally. So you'll just put it in the diff quick, just like you would with any other stain. I don't feel the need to heat fix these personally, even really gooey claws. When you roll it onto the slide, it tends to uh, spread out pretty well, and I've never really felt the need to heat fix these. And then you'll evaluate it with oil, just like you would a normal direct impression smear slide. So you'll go on your higher power, uh, sorry, your lower power, you'll find an area that you feel like is representative of what you should be looking at. You don't want to be too thick, but not too light. And then you'll put in your immersion oil and look at your oil immersion field. And that's where you want to scan the entirety of the slide and see if you notice any infection. And I have absolutely been fooled before. I've had cases where I'm I'm convinced they're going to have a malassezia paronychia and I'll just find lots of bacteria. I have found both. Um, I have found acantholytic cells and it's actually a pet that has pimphigus, especially in those kitties, we always talk about claw folds of kitties having purulent debris, often can be suggestive of pemphigus foliaceus. So I'll do this technique in some of those purulent kitty claw folds as well. And you have found tons of acantholytic cells sampling that way. So pretty much any pet who comes in and they are reported by the owner to be licking or chewing their paws or claw folds. I'm going to be doing a claw fold cytology, even if I feel like they look normal. And I'm going to be looking at the interdigital spaces and potentially collecting a cytology from the interdigital spaces. I personally do this through direct smear. I'll take my finger and kind of pop up the interdigital skin from the opposite side than what I'm sampling from to create a smooth surface. But lots of people use tape prep in those situations with interdigital spaces, and that is absolutely appropriate way to do it. It just depends on what you're comfortable with and what you're trained on. And just make sure when you do cytology, you do a lot of them. So you get a lot of practice and you get more comfortable because things like tape prep are going to show... Um, a lot more background material compared to something like a direct impression smear. But you also want to feel comfortable that you're getting a lot of material on your sample. So if you're not comfortable doing something like a direct impression smear, then tape prep may absolutely be the way that you want to go. If this is something you struggle with, like collecting cytology or knowing how to stain slides or what different techniques there are, what are the pros and cons to different forms of cytology, then I do have my cytology guide. You can find it through the link um, in my bio for my Instagram page. I also, if you just go to thedermvet.com and look under guides, you can find the guide there. And if you use DermVet30, then you get a discount. But I also include this guide within my Derm Nerds community, which is just launched last week and has been very exciting. And the Derm Nerds community dives deeper into this information. So the Derm Nerds community is a private community of people who just want to increase their dermatology knowledge. So I post cases um, through PowerPoint, just kind of explaining my thought process. We put up clinical pictures that could be challenging. We discuss certain things, like what medications would we use, why, why. 
We were going to have Zoom calls that really discuss these things in person. Well, in Zoom person, whatever that is. <laughs> Zoom meetings live. Um, just really kind of diving deeper into things like cytology and allergy management and autoimmune diseases and otitis. So I wanted to make sure I took the time to bring it up on this podcast because if you love the podcast, if you love the interviews I do with other dermatologists, if you love the short episodes I put up of quick tips, the Derm Nerds is absolutely the community for you. That is basically the podcast blasted on steroids. Um, and you just get to be interactive with me and in other people, not just me, but other dermatologists, other specialists in the community. So it's something I really encourage you to check out and, and try out for a month or two and just see if it's something that you enjoy and something that you learn about. You're also able to post your own cases in there. If there's certain things that you want to learn from and need some guidance with. Um, finally, the reason I bring it up in this particular episode of the podcast is within that Derm Nerds community, the cytology guide is included and the, there's a whole race approved one hour lecture. I do just about cytology. So techniques of cytology, looking under the microscope, I show you cases clinically, and then I show you the cytology and then we go over what the diagnosis was. So it's really just an in-depth depth look. And it's actually cheaper to do a month of the Derm Nerds and access the guide in the lecture and then buying it separate. So I do that because I want it to be encouraging for you guys to check out this community where you can just really um, increase your comfort level with managing these cases, including doing things like clawfold cytology. So I encourage you to check it out. If you go to the dermvet.com, that's where all of my different, um, the group and the guide and the lecture will all be centralized. There's a blog on there that includes some information too. So it's just a really fun way for you guys to check things out and see upcoming events. So until next time, obviously cytology everything as this episode's about cytology, but also consider getting nerdy with me.